Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, welcome back to the podcast, and welcome to November. The most, we're so thankful it's November, because Halloween is over, and I no longer have to look at creepy Halloween makeup on my Instagram feed. Mm. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. And I miss October already. Christmas music has started. I hate Christmas music. I love Christmas music. Each of us has picked a a specific movie genre. Mm -hmm. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. And I'm pretty sure we're going to put up our Christmas tree sometime this week or next week. Actually, I like your Christmas tree. (laughs) Well, that's good. It's very cool. I want to get it up for John's surgery. And we don't have a Christmas tree. We have a lot of little Christmas trees. We have a lot of cats. We have a lot of cats. Do you have a Kwanzaa bush? No. Uh, no, they have cats. A menorah? No. No, I used to. How about a Yule log? You should get a Yule log. Celebrate Yule. Mm. I was at the TJ Maxx and was looking at candle holders. I was like, this is really gorgeous. And I was like, oh, it's a menorah. <laughs> 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 Took me a minute. You know, David Lee Roth likes the menorah. Yes. So does James Kahn. Kirk Douglas and the late Donna Shore. James Kahn? Mm-hmm. Who's that? Is that that dude from the Elf movie? That's the dude from the Elf movie, yes. <laughs> All right, just jacking. We take turns selecting from our movie genre <laughs> movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't find any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is Carly's pick, Under the Tuscan Sun. When Carly and I first became good friends, this was one of two movies that she <laughs> that she would talk about and or recommend. Sorry. I was convinced she had only seen this in one other movie. <laughs> well. We still think that. <laughs> no, we no, know maybe she has seen a hundred and eighty movies. <laughs> True. Yes, but uh, only um, two third, no, three quarters of those are movies you probably haven't seen because the rest of those you should have seen. They were your movies. I'm just saying, but now we but that's definitely not know she has seen at you, least a hundred blind. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I pick. I look for movies that I haven't seen to pick because I can't think of anything. This looks interesting. Yeah, I've started a list. I've got um, six movies. A next. real, an actual my, list? I got my next six picks all ready to go. Nice. Oh, wow, very Tony of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't operate that way. I have my next two picks. And the just, pick I'm doing next and the pick after that. And, I don't, you know, and I'm going to tell <laughs> you that I have a list and there's Dragnet is over on the side. <laughs> yeah, so we, I don't, we have to earn the Dragnet. You have to earn Dragnet. So that's just going to slide in when you deserve it. Man, well, this, and checking it twice. he should do it for Christmas because if we've ever deserved a drag night, it's definitely for Christmas. <laughs> no, because it's been, I, it's I, been a bad year. I have a Christmas movie in mind. Oh, yeah, Lethal Weapon, Die Hard. The now, first one, yeah, of course, it's an appreciation. What's the Metacritic on that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we sneak these in every time. Uh, I'm going to look, because if I can, I'm doing Die Hard. <laughs> well, this movie was one of those, snuck in because of the Metacritic. Yeah, because well, I looked, I'm like, this movie made a whole, well, not a whole bunch of money, but it made its money back. and The Metacritic is, never lets you down, or always let you down. Either way, <laughs> it works in our favor. What is the Metacritic on this? 52. Nice. <laughs> Gotta love Metacritic. Yeah. <laughs> This is based off a book written by Francis Mays, which mm-hmm. is the name of the main character. What's it called? Uh, Under the Tuscan Sun. Well, that's not original. Apparently, it's it's kind of a memoir about her buying a house in Tuscany, or a villa, and renovating it. 
Mm-hmm. And, this and the lady that wrote it just, just passed away. Oh, that's sad. Like a year or two ago. Oh, that's the director. And oh. the writer of the screenplay. Yeah, oh. the writer of the screenplay. Audrey Wells. Who Audrey. also wrote A Dog's Purpose, Shall We Dance, The Truth About Cats and Dogs. Oh, that movie was George of the Jungle. Yeah. <laughs> wow. One of these wow. things is not like the other. That's the one with Brendan Fraser in it, right? Yes. Yeah. No, but I'm pretty sure Dog's Purpose purpose is like dark. Yeah, yeah. but like George one of those of that jungle. seems a, like a lighthearted movie, but it's not. Yeah, but you know, George of the Jungle wasn't that hard because it, it had been around a while. I was like, hey, you're a writer, write this. Yeah. The truth about cats and dogs. Sure. The dog, the movie where we had to pretend Janine Garofalo was ugly. <laughs> Which you, she's not. Well, when you stand her next to Uma Thurman, she's still not. Yes, yeah, well, Uma, Uma Thurman. Thurman is not like the prettiest person on the planet. She's she's, she's hotter than Janine Garofalo. Well, it depends on who you ask, but she's Me. pretty. But she's certainly Janine Garofalo's not unattractive. No, <laughs> she just doesn't dress up. Yeah. She just usually looks really rough. And Fallout Boy never sang a song about her. She likes to dance like Janine Garofalo. No, it wouldn't work. <laughs> Well, her name doesn't really work with a lot of songs. It's long. (laughs) All right, we are starring. Welcome back to the podcast, Diane Lane. From Streets of Fire. And Must Love Dogs. In Streets of Fire. Justice League. Justice League. Mm -hmm. This is her fourth appearance. Whoa, put her on the list. She's going to get a jacket. She's in in Poots territory. She doesn't want your jacket. (laughs) Sure she does. Everybody wants a jacket that's like a members-only jacket that says Unappreciated Movie Podcast on the back. U-A-M-P. Oh, man. Also, welcome back to the podcast, Raul Bova. Yes. Who is Marcello. He was in Alien vs. Predator. And Mm -hmm. Eldon Henson. Elaine's smiling, nodding Mm -hmm. her head. The dude, the author in the very, very beginning that they're at the book launch for, he was in She's All That. Yeah. Yeah, He's been lost. And he's also in uh, Daredevil. That dude's in a lot of stuff. And you know who else that dude is? He's the scary dude in Mighty Ducks. Yes. Yes, he is. Fulton Reed. Yeah, him too. Oh my God, I knew his character name. (laughs) I was like, wait, never seen it. Should not be proud of that. Oh, man. He was in Mighty Ducks too. So not welcome back to the podcast. I only wrote down (laughs) two. Sandra mm-hmm. O, oh, who plays her best friend Patty. I know her from Grey's Anatomy. Yep. And the other chick was in Grey's Anatomy too. I forgot yes, her, her name. Yes, her girlfriend too. Grace. Thank you, Kate Grace. Walsh. Yeah, I didn't write her down because she was only in the movie for like two minutes. But they were both and in Grey's she's Anatomy. She's not a welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> I don't know anything else she's been in, but well, Grey's she Anatomy. She's in private practice. That doesn't count. It's a spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lindsay it's like you know, Duncan. he was in What's Happening and What's Happening Now. <laughs> Lindsay Duncan is Catherine, the blonde lady in Italy. She's also not a welcome back to the podcast, but she was in Birdman and a few episodes of Sherlock. She was great in Rome. Okay. <laughs> you ever seen Rome, the, the HBO series? It was like, you would like it because it's like Game of Thrones. making me want But before that, <laughs> it's like they they made that and was like, we could do Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, that. Let's throw some money at it because Rome was very successful, but it wasn't making its money back. It was getting popular, but. It, just wasn't it cost too much to make. Because they wanted to make everything authentic. Yeah. And, you know, going it's back expensive. a couple thousand years is kind of hard to do. Yeah. So they went with Game of Thrones. They just make shit up. Yeah. This movie had a budget of $18 million, and it grossed $58,878. 
73. So, 23. Well, $878,723. I don't know what I did there reading it. Uh, 58 million. So we did almost 59. We'll go 59. We're going to round up. <laughs> you know what? We're going to give it 60. Good for you, Diane Lane. Uh, it has a 6.8 like on Diane IMDb, Lane. a 62% tomato meter, and a 78% audience score. Mm-hmm. And that 52% Metacritic. <laughs> the mighty Metacritic. Yeah. And I have my two reviews. You know what the underappreciated movie podcast appreciates? Metacritic. Yes. <laughs> and Diane Lane. Oh, Martha. Le- <laughs> Left Banker 1 says... Left Banker 1. Left Banker 1. Gave okay. it a 1 out of 10. Oh, says, wow. Why bother to visit Italy when you can just bring a bunch of tired cliches to life? This movie is a mess on every level and the scenery of Tuscany is not enough to save it. In the end, she meets Joe Whitebread and lives happily ever after. It's just completely horrible from start to finish. All right. Well, I got to give him that last part there because she does meet Joe Whitebread at the end there. And we get nothing about him. He's like, hi, I'm a guy. She's like, yep, you'll do. Yeah. (laughs) Spoilers, by the way. I've seen that way too many. He's like, wait, what? (laughs) Way too many of these romantic movies where she meets him at the last second and then yeah. they do one last little holiday thing it would have been and you're like oh did they get together and then he like, walks over and puts his hand on her shoulder you're not like, it would have been better if all. it was just the voiceover while she was sitting in the chair in the orange dress mm-hmm. and be done yeah. and be done yeah the a lot of the bad reviews were pissed about her meeting a white dude in italy and <laughs> an american man that just happened to come and visit oh, her like, and be <laughs> and then she ends up with him well, of course, it would have been better if Martini hadn't been married and they had had something. Or the Marcello? Polish renov- No. Martini. Martini. Oh, Martini. The other guy. <laughs> the guy yeah. I helped with the I agree with you. Or, that, I'll be forced to make or, love to you, and I've never cheated on my wife. <laughs> I know. That's a just that's a hard moment, because you don't realize he's really married until that second. Yeah. And then you, you meet his baby. Yeah. And then you meet his wife, and his wife's like, hi, walks away. Yeah. Or, or what about... The uh, literary professor that was the Polish renovator. I would that could have been that too. Could have shook that real hard. Yeah. Or nope. even the one that shook and cried. <laughs> no, they need you to not be emotionally invested so you can have Under the Tuscan Sun too. Because this, you know, Jack White Bread doesn't, doesn't work out either. Oh, Over the Tuscan Sun. Don't make sun. me sad. <laughs> Over the Don't Tuscan Sun. Don't make you sad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on the sad. other hand, Jupole gave it a 10 out of 10 Jupole. and said, I feel good with a lot of O's. How many O's? I don't think I wrote them all, but I wrote six. Oh, that's a lot <laughs> That's of at least six. Every time I watch been better this if it was seven. masterpiece. <laughs> masterpiece? Citizen Kane? Yeah. <laughs> I feel good when I watch this Avengers movie, Endgame? but I wouldn't call I'm it a masterpiece. <laughs> see an argument for this to be a masterpiece <laughs> is it a masterpiece <laughs> we'll talk about that at the end <laughs> i'll give you my thoughts on that later i feel like just like timer there's a tiny little piece right at the end that ruins it <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen timer in so long <laughs> wow we should watch it again i think we should just listen to the podcast uh, it was like episode two <laughs> many people got angry at that movie Oh. Who are sitting at this table? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> the timer thing doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't have to, man. See it doesn't have to. It's a movie. Yeah, about, go back and list episode. About fate. Is it two, three? Reality. No, it has to be three. No, four. I, it's not my it's first like pick. Eight so. or twelve <laughs> or something like that. Because I did Life as a House first. Oh yeah, that's that like, <laughs> another movie that starts with peeing. <laughs> 
You were very upset about Life is a House. You still are. Some days. Life is a House is a terrible movie. It's a really good movie. I think that was my first nay. Timer is episode eight. Eight. Uh, oh, single digits, though. Yeah. I was right. right. It was Carly's second episode. Well, let's tell... Let's, let's hear your thoughts going in, John. Oh, I thought... I've seen this, I think. This is the movie with Diane Lane where she has like a romantic thing going with some guy. Maybe. That's a lot of movies. <laughs> I don't really feel like that would accurately describe this one. But. I knew this was not the one where the where John Cusack cuts boats in half. We've already done that. We've already done that movie. I was sure it wasn't that one. <laughs> what do you think, Tony? I was like, I, I'll watch this movie. This is one of Carly's favorite movies and I made her watch it. So <laughs> I, can, I can take this. We can get to age chapter two. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Merry Christmas. What about you, Elaine? <laughs> Happy. Christmas. I said that, um, or I was thinking, wow, I haven't watched this since Carly loaned me this and told me I had to watch it. <laughs> you have to watch it, so we can't be friends. No, I never said that. <laughs> I have never been I've issued a friendship. Not, you don't like us, we friends. <laughs> All right, Carly has never issued me a friendship ultimatum. No, no, there's things like if you don't like this, we can't be friends. It's just one of those things. Me and John had like seven you movies. you issued that <laughs> ultimatum to Carly about fucking Big Trouble Little China and she passed and now you had to be friends. You were trying or real at hard. Least friendly. <laughs> that, was a, that was the total trap. I would I would consider Carly a friend. I know I you now. No, I would say that's my friend Carly. Now this is my wife's friend Carly. I mean, See, now, there's a difference. It's been a long time. You remember when he hated you? I, I never hated Carly. I hated her husband. <laughs> I'm like that guy's such a dick. Sorry. Remember when he thought I was annoying? <laughs> Maybe hates a strong word. I was exaggerating for for podcast funnies. Yeah, Elaine's trying to sprinkle fairy dust again. All right. Well, I'll put my wings away. <laughs> we'll sprinkle all the fairy dust here. The movie opens at a book launch party. Mm-hmm. Tony's dream. <laughs> I'd be there, bro. Maybe someday. I would love to go to your book launch party. <laughs> I, would like I would like for both of you to show up so that way there would be four people there. <laughs> Down you in. know, every time you publish something, you can throw a book launch party and I'll show up. <laughs> I mean, I'll listen something. to you read excerpts from your book. As long as I get a signed copy. So yeah. far, when he's published, it's in short story compilations, so yes. an excerpt Still. is his whole story. <laughs> I'm going to read a thousand words from my thousand and two word. And then when we're done, you have to guess which two words I skipped. <laughs> the end. Damn it. <laughs> oh. All right, so we're with... Um, All right, we're so... In the party, she is approached by an author who she gave a bad review to because she's a book reviewer and a writer. And he tells her that uh, she found his protagonist unbelievable because he is a middle-aged man who's acting out his pubescent fantasies and he finds it ironic. And Don't you think? she says, why? And he said, you should ask your husband. Oh, snap. It is an epic burn. It was an epic burn. Yeah. And she was like, what just happened? I, I told Tony when we started to watch it together, I was like, the first six minutes of this movie, very quickly and very efficiently, sets this whole movie I up. Wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it to go that fast. Like I thought like, like she'd walk bang, in on something boom. or something, yeah. but I was like, wait, did I miss something? Nope. Like, bam, she bam, bam. Because I was eating chips. divorced <laughs> and going to Tuscany within the first ten minutes of this yeah. movie. <laughs> There's very little less under the Tuscan sun in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's almost all under the Tuscan sun. Yep. 
So she gets fucked over in the divorce because he was writing and she was supporting them. So now he she has to pay him alimony. And this was an interesting plot device I liked here. You know that gets her. Okay, you have nothing. You need to go somewhere because she mm-hmm. was the breadwinner in the family. And generally, that's usually the male role. But she has to pay alimony and all. And she he gets the house and all the. Yep. She well, she gives him the furniture and stuff. But I was like, that's really interesting. Yep. Have I seen this movie? <laughs> <laughs> And the alimony buyout is $200,000 out of her half of the house. And they, they said the part, the value of that house skyrocketed. I'm like, Jesus And then Christ. she's like, how is he going to buy me out of my half of the house? And it's not him at all. It's his girlfriend that's going to buy her out of her half of the house. Ouch. Because it's in a good school district. But if she agrees to sell him the house, she doesn't have to pay the alimony. So... There, I would just agree. Because I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm not paying you alimony. You just take the L. Put termites in the house. Wow. So <laughs> so she stands Light in the match. house on moving day, and she's like, we're going to take this. No. no, we're not. We're going to take this. No, we're not. We're gonna <laughs> and she ends up just taking three boxes of books and a vase. I w- so I was watching that going, well, if Elaine was leaving, it would not be three boxes of books. <laughs> <laughs> it would be 300 boxes of books. <laughs> I probably only have about three boxes of books in, you know, hardback or paperback. The rest mm. are all on my Kindle. Where there's oh, yeah. Hundreds. The electronic books has really saved us. Because she doesn't buy not. books like she used to. I still, I thought I got all my books out of the garage. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> there's still some in there. She still has some in my room. The oh. garage. Oh, I was like in your room. <laughs> I was so, I was gonna be like the only book in the bedroom is the one that Carly loaned me that I haven't read. Nope, yet. the garage is my room. <laughs> I'm moving all of your stuff out. Okay, oh. wait, that's not fair. So when Cross moves out and you get his room, then you'll have two rooms because you'll have Cross's room and the garage. Well, one of that's the, not fair. One of them is the wood shop. That's not fair. <laughs> Although well, the you only thing you're gonna have buildings. to keep the puzzles in there. <laughs> oh, look, I got oh, they're all, all in here. here. Look, the all the oh. tops container up there. And I'm and so happy that we're recording this for <laughs> Listener, John built Elaine a bookshelf a bookshelf that she has so many paperback books Could doubled up on. That's very cool. With and, a, and sturdy. It's a That song is just heavy too. Oh, I bet. <laughs> look. I just don't think it's fair that he gets two that he's gonna get two rooms, even if most of the things he's built in the woodshop are for me. <laughs> Tell you what, we will. Sh- you know here. what? I, I take it back. It's not my room. That's our wood shop. You can go ahead and jump in there, whatever you want. Don't <laughs> cut your fingers off. There's a lot of sharp things in there. Oh, it's, my, it's my favorite furniture store. Really. <laughs> it's really it's dangerous in there. Don't fuck around. <laughs> the other day, he comes to the house. Did you take my tape measure? No. Did not I'm touch your tape it in measure. The sink. I'm like, could you never? <laughs> never, sir. Well, luckily, I have two. Oh man. All right, so she moves into short-term furnished apartments. She doesn't have any cool bookshelves. She, <laughs> no. Nope. And it's all divorcees or people who are in the process of getting divorced. And the one dude's crying. Her, like Her neighbor, the lawyer, cries all the time. He's not a very good but, lawyer. <laughs> yeah, they said he, his divorce has gone on for three years, but he gives the other tenants free legal advice. I don't want advice <laughs> from the lawyer whose divorce is taking three years. Yeah. That yeah, he's sound, a right? shitty lawyer. <laughs> so uh, she, then we kind of cut Unlike to. Unlike Gordon Bombay. 
We cut to her divorce is final. And Patty throws her a little party because you start your marriage with the party. You should end your marriage with the party. I hear that's a thing now. Uh, Divorce Two girls that, uh, yeah, two girls I work with. Well, not with. I know they're they're working in the same building. (laughs) Anyway, they both got divorced and had, like, parties. I wasn't invited to to either one. I to a divorce party. I did not have one, though. I... If you wanted to throw one, I'd come. Yeah, I mean, it was a I'd long go. time ago now. Still, <laughs> how would you like to have a party? I remember because we self-filed for divorce. I just signed some paperwork. He sent it off. And then he sent me a text message. I got the paperwork. We're divorced as of X day. That was like two weeks ago. I was like, all right, happy divorce. <laughs> <laughs> and go fuck yourself. <laughs> and that's, that was the extent of that. Anyway. <laughs> you didn't send it and go fuck yourself? Uh, no. Nothing? Oh, damn. You got to get that one last jab. Oh, I thought, did you? No. No. <laughs> no. No. Let that one go. Just curious. Oh, Send me a text message later. <laughs> She's not going right. to get this for a couple weeks. So they tell <laughs> I know. And she realizes that Patty's not drinking. Fifth time was a charm and she's pregnant. That must have been expensive. She's Which? very excited. What does Patty do for a living? I would like to know. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> she seems to be a housewife and her wife... Girlfriend, they never say if they're married or not. Everybody seems to be a doctor. Everybody makes a lot of money in this movie not working. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen the world. The witch Diane Lane makes movies. No one movie does any work. It's so weird. It's they're not even architects or building boats or anything. They're all like we know that or reporters at a newspaper. (laughs) We know that Francis was a professor, and now she's a book reviewer, and she has written at least one book. But yeah, where is her? Yeah, the money doesn't just pile in from writing a book and being a book reviewer. <laughs> Even if you're a book reviewer and you're you have a column in a magazine or something like that, where you get a steady income. But, but like, but what would what would be the dream book reviewer? Like Rolling Stone? I don't know. But she said she didn't have the two hundred thousand dollars to buy for, for the uh, alimony buyout. She worked for Borders. That didn't work out for her. No. <laughs> I mean, she seems to but be she got perhaps. <laughs> we don't know how much this house was worth. It's in San Francisco, though, so... And they used her mother's money to remodel it, which makes me think they used her inheritance, so probably maybe half a million dollars this house maybe she got. Maybe more. We have no idea how much she bought it for either. Mm. (laughs) And we don't know how much a rundown villa in Tuscany goes for, but she remodeled that whole house, too. Mm -hmm. What was she paying those Polish dudes? She got money. (laughs) She was feeding them. She was cooking. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, thirty-five um, minutes in. How do you? <laughs> so they're like, well, we were about to go on this ten-day tour of romantic Tuscany, but the doctor, wife, Grace. girlfriend doesn't want Patty to fly in her first trimester. I think life partners are looking for you. So uh, she, they have taken their two coach tickets and upgraded them to one fancy, probably first-class ticket for Francis, who is like, um, no. <laughs> And they're like, why not? Just go to Tuscany. And she's like, I'm not ready to go to on a romantic tour. And they're like, don't worry. Nobody's going to be hitting on you on this tour. <laughs> yeah, because it's, what was it, gay it's and away? It's a gay tour. It's gay a gay away. romantic no, couples hats. tour. It's a gay, gay and away. Gay and away. Which was cute. But she's still like, no, I'm not going to go to Tuscany. And they're like, just think about it. So then we cut to her kind of realizing how crappy this rut she's in is uh, with her apartment and her neighbors. And and so she's like, fuck it, I'm going to Tuscany. So she does. And uh, while she's there on the bus, they call her out. 
because Patty has called ahead. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Francis. She, she's straight and alone. And now I'm like, oh. recently broken up. <laughs> she needs our support. Stand up so everybody can see who you are. Yeah. She is embarrassed. <laughs> like you would be. But she does enjoy Tuscany. And so you just hop off the, you know, stop the bus. I'm getting that. <laughs> At one stop, she buys some grapes and then sees this woman holding a bird up to her face, a little baby duck. bird. It's the baby duck. And just is so enjoying this, and she is just, I don't know, fascinated by this yeah, woman. it's really weird. I'm like, well. <laughs> why are you rubbing a baby duck on your face? <laughs> why wouldn't why you? Does, cool. And why does she care? Why wouldn't you rub a baby duck on your face? It's probably nice and soft. <laughs> Catherine has never lost her childlike wonder. Okay. She wears big hats. <laughs> but anyway, Francis kind of follows her to see like where she's going to go, what she's going to do next, I guess, and loses her. And then she runs into a dude from the bus who's trying to write his postcards to his mom and everybody else. And she's like, I can try to help you write one. I'm a writer. So she does, and he does not like what she writes. <laughs> like, my mom would never believe I wrote this. Which, so you could taste the color purple. <laughs> it's a great postcard, but again, no one's mother would believe they wrote that. Oh, I'm going to write that every postcard I ever do now. <laughs> yeah, really? Uh, when was the last time you did a postcard? Have you ever done a postcard? The 90s. <laughs> I think Clinton was in office. <laughs> but, Might have been uh, Bush. First time. So then when they are... Did you write it? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> she also comes across... Write a postcard across... to what? Never mind. No, you got to give the joke. I was going to say, did your postcard writing involve someone with Bush? No. Not the president, no. but just the thing, you know, the 70s reference to a lady's parts? No, I was going to say the guy from... It was Gavin from Bush, you know. Was, oh, hey, yeah, you up? wrote him a... How's Gwen Stefani? Tell her I said, what's up? Yeah, that was the one. <laughs> Rossdale. Thank you. I was, forgot his last name. Oh, man. <laughs> Most people do. But, but he's uh, got a machine head. Yeah. <laughs> Bush was a quality band. <laughs> just calm down. They're in a town called Cortona, and while she's there, she sees a bulletin board of home <laughs> listings. And there's one that doesn't have any pictures, it just has a drawing. And she's like drawn to it, and she reads it. And then that lady from earlier that had the duck is behind her with an ice cream cone and is like, tells her how to pronounce it. And she's like, it's a bit run down, but redeemable. You, are you going to buy it? And she's like, no, I'm not going to buy it. I'm a tourist. And it would be like, a terrible decision. <laughs> she's like, those are, like, don't you just love those? And then she disappears again. And then on the bus, they get stopped because of a bunch of sheep in the road. And they're right outside of that house. And she just can't keep going on the store. She has to see this house. She says, stop the bus. I'm getting off. So she gets on the bus. And the bus just takes off. They're like, all right, bye. And <laughs> because she gets off the bus, and then you never see the bus again. No. And honestly, you think that they would stop, but L, every single one of those people would have got off the bus and followed her in like yeah. it was a Scooby-Doo they would, they, would, they would want to see this house. I'm if sure. I was on the bus, I'd get off. Yeah. Everybody would have got off the bus. I guess they figure she's grown up. She has a return plane ticket. If she wants to go home, she'll These are the get same people. We there. need to support her. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, we got you back. And then they Way just back. Leave her. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so she walks into the house, and uh, there's she doesn't see anybody, and she doesn't obviously have an appointment. She's kind of walking through, and then she sees a little old lady, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought the house was for sale. And then we meet Senior Martini. 
who is the agent, and he's like, it is for sale, but there's already people buying it. It is apparently a Like, literally couple. here. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, hey, like, the lady had, like, samples. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the seller, the old lady who's selling it, is like, well, if there's this much interest in the house, I need to raise the price. This is too soon. I didn't think it was going to sell this fast. And now, here's your movie mistake. Hmm. This movie came out in 2003. They hmm. weren't on the lira anymore. They were on the euro. Uh-huh. I know because we were there. Because <laughs> while this was going up in Tuscany, we were in Naples. Ah. 2003, that's when our baby was born. Mm-hmm. So this. The one that mows our lawn. Yes, the one that mows our lawn. <laughs> so you were almost under the tux- Tuscan sun. Well, we were under Tuscany, clearly. <laughs> we were under Tuscany. <laughs> Tuscan sun. Yeah. We were uh, under, well, Naples' sun. We were under the Naples sun. Yeah, so. We did not go to Tuscany. No. This Italy the is only the same tra- Italy that we were furthest out. The only <laughs> place I got to go was Rome, and John did traveling all over Italy, but I did not get to go. Did you? She you actually guys- I got to was like, all right, you stay home. I was working. <laughs> were you guys closer to where Marcello lives? Um, well, closer than Positano. No, we were because he was. They were south. I looked yeah, it up on they, the map. <laughs> that's not. We were Italy's way further south. Bigger, longer than you think. Yeah. <laughs> like, there. That's. Tuscany's north, and there's yeah. like Rome in the middle. We were south. Yeah, and I know, remember he said that they were three hours from when they when they were in Rome when they met, three hours away from where he lives, and she lives further north than that. So it was quite a distance between them. Yeah, long distance relationships and in foreign countries. Give it a shot if you want. Didn't work out. But she ends up buying the house because a bird poops on her head, and the lady that's selling it takes it as a sign. Fortuna. The one who's supposed to buy the house. Her her lukewarm interest in this property is enough to drive the price up, which makes the German couple not want it because they feel like she just came in there to steal the house out from underneath them. Damn and, Americans. You're in, and you she's like, just like, everything. Well, not, I don't... That. <laughs> no? She's like, I just felt like I needed to see this house. I don't know. And she offered much less. They never say how much this house, the asking price of this no, house no. is. But she. They just add 200,000 Leary or some shit. And we have no that. idea how much she pays. Much. Because she shows them. Million or 20 million Leary. She shows okay. them how much money she got from her house, minus, minus the cost of remodeling and, so, and a couple other things. And she's like, this is how much I have. Mm-hmm. And they, she, she buys a, a house. calculator. Yeah. And it's a 300-year-old house. There's an app on your phone for that. You yeah. got to have just a machine. That's all it did was calculate. Believe that shit? Well, maybe she didn't have a phone yet. No, they didn't have uh, a And they closed that deal that same day. They, like, went to the bank and gave her the <laughs> keys. I love how they gave her the keys. She's like, but money's not an escrow. And, and the, uh, I don't know what her job title is. The lady there is like, what, are you going to steal it? It's Banker. a Banker. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought she would be like the like a lawyer or something. They were at the bank, so I would have assumed. Yeah. I assumed she was a real know. estate lawyer. I don't know. Closing, I don't know. It seems like the real estate laws in Italy are different from the United yeah. States, so we don't know what her. They're probably is. a bit looser. Like, what are you going to walk away with it? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. We know where you're going to be. Which she says she's like the money hasn't even come away, and the woman says. You can't carry it off. It's not a Vespa. <laughs> Which they're more concerned about her stealing a Vespa than a house. Well, what's funny is because in the U.S. you can't even be in the same room. The buyer and seller oh, yeah. aren't even in the yeah. same room. You do separate times. And yeah. Italy looks like you just knock on the door. I'm gonna sell this. We buy it. We good. I mean, okay. she just walked in that fucking house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do that in Texas. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so she. Uh... She apparently inherits 10,000 empty wine bottles, one grape, and assorted things that are living in the house. Scorpions. Those were scorpions. 
So she sub zeros. She slowly goes through the the house room by room, cleaning and getting to know the place. And then she calls Patty from a payphone down the way and tells her what she did. And Patty's like, "What? <laughs> Was this a good idea?" And she's like, "You're the one that gave me a whole speech about how I needed to do things." Can you imagine getting that phone call? So you're not coming home? <laughs> Should I send you a box of Are you a citizen? <laughs> Tony was like, can you do that? I was like, you can buy property anywhere you I mean, want. I mean, buy property but, almost but anywhere. Living but there, but can you live there? I don't know. I don't, There's visas I don't know and stuff for that. The, I don't know how strict well, the immigration laws are. It doesn't seem Italy. like she's working. I looked it up. There's an elective residence visa in Italy that you can apply for. Mm. But what if they denied it? You already bought the house. Then and you this just was almost, a long-term this vacation. Was almost 20 years ago, so who even knows? You know? Yeah, that's true. Again, immigration laws in foreign countries, in Europe of all places. Yeah. So, uh, she <laughs> basically tells Patty, you need to be happy for me about this, and so they are. And she's like, who's going to do the work? And she's like, I can do some of it. And she's like, no, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. And she's like, "Look, I'm in, I'm in Italy. I can hire the descendants of of Roman gods to do the heavy lifting." And uh, then it starts to rain, and then we have this crazy lightning storm. Yeah, where she doesn't shut any of the wind shutters. Yeah. <laughs> like I get you're scared, and the lightning hit the washing machine in your backyard? Question mark. <laughs> but you didn't shut any of the shutters. And you just like you and an owl, <laughs> and almost died? Question mark. And uh, they don't die though. At least we don't. We know she doesn't die. We watch the owl. Goes back to Hogwarts or something. <laughs> she survives the storm, and Signor Martini is at her house in the morning to help her interview contractors to do the heavy lifting. He wakes her up, and he's like, I see you survived, but the washing machine didn't. <laughs> and uh, they interview multiple contractors. The first one is kind of smarmy. <laughs> yes. The second one, I can't remember the second. The third one is the blind dude. And the fourth one is the one she picks, Nito. And apparently, he did some work on the place many years ago. And Senior Martini knows his mom if he does a bad job. He'll get in trouble. <laughs> he has, was it, three Polish assistants? Yes. Mm-hmm. He has a team, three Polish men. And so they are going to get to work on the house. First job is removing an incredibly thick wall between two small rooms to make one big room. And they start removing large pieces of stone and then it collapses. So. Yeah, I wouldn't just be knocking that big wall like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this a load-bearing wall? Yeah. It's made out of fucking concrete. <laughs> well, they turn it into an arch. Uh-huh. Which is a very... Arches effect. are super strong. There's arch- If you go to Italy, you'll see some arches. Mm. How old are they? Thousands of years old. Yep. No, Jesus, older than that. Arches <laughs> <laughs> are very strong. Yeah, they work. <sighs> that old-school Italian concrete is way better than the stuff we have now. But it's the Learns that one of the Polish workers named Jersey is a, or was a literature professor when he was in Poland. Just the guy who smokes all the time? No. The one in the hat. Ah, the hat guy. (laughs) The the one that smokes all the time, like, shakes and is afraid to look at her. What is is his story? We don't know. And we don't know anything about him. I think he's in love with her. 
I don't think so. He got so. hit by the old thunderbolt. You know how it is. He may have gotten hit by lightning. He kind of <laughs> reminds me of the dude from the great outdoors. We should watch that movie. Okay. Uh, she tries to share her love of literature with the with Jersey, but he. It's very. It's a slow process getting to know them, and. Uh, her neighbor Placido teaches her how to pick olives and invites her to eat dinner with his family. She, <laughs> she, she picks an olive off the tree. Hmm, that didn't work out. I don't like olives, so I, I don't, love olives. I don't. <laughs> I like green olives, but I don't like black olives, and, and I, I don't know why. We used to put them on our fingers. Blah, 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 blah. Everybody do, does that. Do, do you like um, Beetlejuice? Yeah. And you eat them. We used to do that too. Well, that's there. You have little fingers. You can, I try that. They don't fit now. Maybe you need bigger olives. Mm, maybe. Um, so the woman, the blonde woman that had the baby duck comes to the dinner. And her name is Catherine. So they officially meet. And she seems to know everyone in... Uh, this town. Which the name is now escaping me. Corsa, Cor, 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 Cortona. That's it. I wanted to combine it with the Passy Tona or whatever, wherever he lives. Um <laughs> So, Cortona. And she seems to know everybody, and she comes to the dinner. They learn that Placido's mother had an internet boyfriend in Ecuador, who she told how old she was, and then hasn't heard from him since, and she's very sad. In Ecuador. (laughs) How old was her internet boyfriend? Like, 26? I don't know. Even, like, 56? What's the problem? Yeah. Because that woman is, like, 80. Yeah. And then there's a man at the table who's been flirting with Frances all day, and he asks her if she's married, and she thinks he's asking her if she's celibate. And Catherine's like, that's not what he's asking you. He's asking you if you're married, and she's like, oh, no, but it turns out he is. <laughs> and it gets awkward. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Why is, where is this guy's wife that, um, let me tell you something. Yeah, my, where has she been all day? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> my wife would not be cool with me just sitting with some random woman just chatting her up the whole time and talking to anybody I'm else. I'm going to tell you. She'd come over and... It's... <laughs> ow. By American standards, these people are very flirty. Mm-hmm. It's weird, but I don't, but it's probably It is just, a different culture. It's probably just cultural differences. <laughs> There are a lot of things that are different. Well, they were 20 years ago when I mm-hmm. lived there. I don't know what it's like now. but Like, it did seem like he was flirting with her. And, like, when he rubbed the oil on his lips, uh-huh. like, whoa, dude, back <laughs> off. I think rubbing the oil on is just a good idea. Olive oil is a good base. It makes but you it feel good. It tastes like yummy. A, seemed like such an innuendo kind of a thing. But then he's married and he just No, what he should have done. A little olive oil, a little oregano. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way oh, to go. Man. Matter of fact, I'll be right back. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when they leave, Catherine is like, um, you know, they flirt. It just get used to it. And uh, and then they talk about how the love of her life was Il Maestro, Federico Fellini, who was a director. And uh, she talks about him all the time. He discovered her when she was 16 and she was eating an ice cream cone. And uh, she's and he said she was his imagination come to life, and he he also he gave a lot of advice like you have to live spherically in many directions and you should never lose your childish enthusiasm. 
Which she obviously never did because she rubs baby ducks on her face, which is something only a child would do. Or me. I might rub a baby duck on my face. Will wouldn't. <laughs> Will's afraid of her. Mm. Oh. Anyway. So Even cute baby ducks? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I that. So Francis tries to pull Ivy off the house spherically and with childish enthusiasm, but then she finds a snake. Mm-hmm. And it goes in her window. And we never see the snake again. Nope. She calls Senor Martini, who looks all over her house and doesn't find the snake. And she has a bit of a breakdown. Mm -hmm. What the hell was she thinking buying this house, living here all by herself? It's a big house and she's alone. And uh, she talks about how divorce is like a head-on collision that doesn't kill you, but it should. And how you shouldn't have to live every day wondering how you didn't know thinking that you must have known and that you were just too afraid to do anything and you were stupid. And he's like, not stupid. Love is blind. And she's like, oh, we have that saying too. And he's like, everybody does because it's true everywhere. And then uh, he tells her, he's like, so why did you buy the house if it's too big for you? And she's like, because I'm tired of being afraid and I still want things. I want a wedding in this house. I want a family in this house. And he tells her about the train tracks that were built to connect Venice to Vienna. Through the Alps. Through the Alps, before there was a train that existed that could make the trip. Because mm-hmm. he wants her to have faith and not be so sad. And this is when he says, stop being so sad or I'll be forced to make love to you. <laughs> and I have never cheated on my wife. <laughs> Which was, I'm sorry. I didn't know he was married. And I was like, what? What? Stay through the heart. His wife? Didn't bother me. It was very upsetting to me. But the first time I saw it, I was was shipping them and then found out he was married. And was like, oh, I guess not. (laughs) I guess not. So uh, I wondered if his wife was going to turn out to be dead. (laughs) <laughs> and like he was you know like he still kind of felt like he was married even though she had tragically died I would do that because that seems like a romantic comedy kind of a thing but this is not that kind of story so no. like you know my wife is gone but she's not gone <laughs> like Rocky did and Rocky Balboa oh. so at Christmas she oh, meets see. the wife in the town square and Signor Martini gives her a statue of San Lorenzo the patron saint of chefs and uh, he's like, maybe if you pray to this, to him, you'll get somebody to cook for. And uh, then she realizes she already has people to cook for because she's got workers in her house all the time. So Placido's mom helps her and she starts cooking. And Big meals. Big. And in Italy, there's a patron saint for everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad I didn't get to eat those meals. Though. Do you know they why now, Delicious. Uh, I don't know why. Paganism. Oh. Because <laughs> there were gods for everything. Oh, okay. The Roman gods, they had a god for this, a god for that. And when they transferred to Christianity, they're like, well, it's sense. not a god. It's a saint. Yeah. Well, they often had so to we have something just like that. elements <laughs> of the previous religion to make the transition. It's an easy transition. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas tree. <sighs> right. So. <laughs> Yule log. Yeah. December 25th. So she's cooking for the construction crew. That gives me a hell of an idea. And she's getting very close with Pavel, the youngest of the construction workers. Not in like a romantic sense, but in... <laughs> like a big sister, little Mentor brother kind of a sense. Yeah. yeah. They practice Italian together. They go to the movies. Gorlami. 
And when they go to the movies, they see Chiara, um, her neighbor Placido's daughter that Pavel has a big old crush on. She crushes right back. Yep. And so she's like, go sit with her. So then she leaves because she's like, I don't really care about this movie. And that's why they were watching George of the Jungle. (laughs) And that's why they were watching George of the Jungle. It seemed out of place. I'm like, why are they watching George of the Jungle? Now it makes sense. She wrote that shit. (laughs) He wrote that shit. She. Yeah. Yeah. Audrey, I believe, was her name. Audrey. Not Audrey, too. That was the Manny (laughs) Duplain. So she walks through town and goes to Catherine's house. And uh, and she's like, come on up. And Catherine's getting her portrait done. And she is wearing a fluffy scarf. By a dude named Zeus. A feathered boa. (laughs) And Zeus? The Macedonian. His butt. Well, I read in the trivia. So did I. <laughs> he was nude when they filmed this. Completely nude. And to avoid an R rating in post-production, they CGI'd a Speedo watch. Is that why his butt looks so weird? <laughs> that's why his butt looks so weird. His and that's butt why looks she reacts weird. the way she does. Yeah. yeah. I was like, come on, he's in a banana hammock. Like, she's not well, going to Cat- go, oh my God. But Catherine is clearly nude, though. Is yeah. she? She's not nude. She's, she's got in a good- boa, but she's, she's clearly she's nude. nude. Yes. Yeah. A boa is not close. That's an accessory. <laughs> like a headband. It depends how feathery it is. If I was wearing a headband and nothing else, would you consider me close? <laughs> no. A boa is like a headband or a fancy scarf. A scarf is not close. It's an accessory. Wearing nothing but a smile. Ooh, sorry. Because now it's empty. Put on right. just a scarf later and you can tell me if you feel like I'm naked or clothed. Okay. <laughs> Do a little experiment. Okay. Uh, but Francis is immediately like, I'm going to go. and uh, Like you do. You like and there? Catherine's like, why? This doesn't bother me at all. Because it looks like they're about to do what the kids call the hibbity dibbity. Yeah. He's and, got his tally whacker all hanging out. Maybe they're in between hibbities. Could be. And Catherine's like, you're so boring and sad all the time. <laughs> She's like, uh, you're, you're just eating up with your regrets that are just uh, regrets for your past that are crippling your present. And she should go work on her house and forget about them. Because when you spend so much time looking for something, sometimes when you stop looking is when the stuff finds you. Like ladybugs. <laughs> Although, her little example of waking up and they're crawling all, all over her creeped me out a little bit. <laughs> that visual. Yeah. I, I'm like, one or two maybe, but all over her? <laughs> Sounds like a horror movie. But... Um, so she's like, fine, I'll go. I'm leaving. And uh, she goes home. And then she quickly realizes that she needs a break from this renovation. She is tired of mostly the creepy renovator dude staring at her and mumbling and <laughs> shaking all the time. Yeah. She's probably a little tired of hearing banging and cutting. and. Mm-hmm. So she takes parts of a chandelier to Rome to find an antique shop that sells more pieces. She gets. There was no antique stores between her little village and Rome. Mm. And she's only an hour away from Florence. You'd think you would go there if you're driving to the city. Well, maybe part of the point was to go to Rome. Maybe. Well, there's that too. That's part of her getaway. I want out. You know where I'm going to go? Rome. (laughs) I've been in Italy for uh, four months now, five (laughs) months maybe. So you got to go to Rome. It's time to go to Rome. So, and when you're there, you have to do exactly what they do. It's it's a thing. Mm. She when, gets when, when followed in the street by some dudes. 
that's and not creepy at all. She's scared. <laughs> all right, so when they started clapping, I'm like, okay, you know, in other countries, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it's real heavy lifting. When I was there, anyway, catcalling was a big deal. But it was like part of their culture, and the girls kind of played into it a little bit. Whatever. This was creepy because these fucking dudes followed her yeah, for like following three her. blocks. Intensely following her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, all right, that's a bit much, fellas. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, at first she smiles and she's like, okay, that's funny. And, but then they creep her out. Yeah. Because usually, like, in America, they say crude things like, hey, baby, shake your ass for me. But in Italy, they say things like, you're so beautiful and, you know, things like that in nature. Where it's more, it's nicer, I guess. It's not as sexual in Yeah, nature. it's not a, you know. It's more complimentary. Show me your boobs. That's what <laughs> Americans do. In Italy, like, I'd like to make you dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and it, then but, you can show me your boobs. But it would not be These three dudes boobs. were like, no, no. let's get them. It would be, <laughs> show me your tits. Let's, <laughs> let's not... No, no, Let's excuse me, excuse me. No, that's not what Americans would say. Be like, yabos. <laughs> <laughs> Unleash the yabos. Oh, so that sounds like a demon. <laughs> There's the big difference there. But then these three fuckers, you'd think they're American. Yeah. So she just grabs a random dude and pretends like he is her husband. Yeah. She's like, oh, there you are. And she kisses him. I've been looking all over for you. And Make then the other men leave and she's like... I'm sorry, but thank you. And she walks away, and he's like, "What? We're, we're, I don't even get to meet you now." <laughs> All right, Tony, would you do this? Would you reciprocate and be like, "Oh yeah, how you been?" I have done this. Have you? Mm-hmm. Damn, this has never happened to me. <laughs> at, at clubs, mostly, like the, uh, a couple of times, like a girl will come over and just kind of get in front of me, and I'm like, hey, "What's going on?" And, and they'll be like, "This guy keeps touching my ass," or "Watch out for this guy." And I'm like, "Help me." Okay, but I. I would one hundred percent do it. <laughs> I would ask for her number. I would one hundred percent do it. Like, oh hey, where are you been? I've been looking for you too. Yeah, but don't kiss me. Apparently, my wife's gonna pop up in a minute. Yeah, apparently that. You could be some girl safe guy. Well, this dude is, and uh, but you would have to immediately tell me that story as soon as you got home because if I heard about it later, <laughs> I'd probably send you a text. Who did you hear about it from? It's I not don't know. From John. You know what? So one time, just randomly on Facebook, someone that we were friends with. Uh, a uh, this was like a CrossFit friend of John's or whatever had, was posting pictures to his Facebook and he tagged John in one of them and it was John when he used to work at the beach surrounded by a bunch of hot chicks just hanging all off him See, which I refer to this picture as the triangle of hotness and so because he tri- plays jazz triangle right because, <laughs> so and what she's leaving out it was she acts like it was me and a bunch of girls no it was me and a bunch of people no no there <laughs> was like, dudes in the picture there was titties touching him so there was titties touching him so you know what? The plot thickens. So you always have to wear. Look, sometimes this you never know when this stuff will pop back up. What titties? <laughs> yeah, you never, never, you never know. All of a sudden, titties. Yeah. Oh man. That is one of the okay. best things in life. <laughs> there were titties touching him. I don't recall. But there was dudes in the picture. Doesn't matter. The titties were on you. You never know. You never know, I guess. The triangle of hot. I forgot all about the triangle of hotness. Because there's three chicks, hot chicks, surrounding him. He's inside the triangle of hotness. <laughs> all right, so... Dabbles are a-touching. That's six titties. So they kind of awkwardly <laughs> are across the street from each nine. other. Nine? It was it, nine. It was so it's not a triangle, then? All three of them had one on the back for dancing. Oh, okay. They were aliens. Okay. Makes sense. Oh, man. But it anyway. eight if you counted John's. 
His can, we, can we get off of the picture? I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> anyway, so he just stands there like, and she's across the street, and eventually she comes over to him, and she's like, can you tell me, do you know this store where I'm trying to find these pieces of the chandelier? And he's like, oh, yeah. No, I don't know that store. Uh, but I know of another one. My cousin owns it. And she's like, of course he does. And then... And this is the time before smartphones and yeah. stuff. So they're really... Unless you're just wandering around, you're not going to find one of these stores, you know. Or unless you have a map or something or you ask somebody. So she's she like, speak Italian. how yeah. far yeah. is it? And he's like, it's about three hours. Two if I drive really fast. And she's like... What? Um, <laughs> one if I drive really, really, really fast. <laughs> Ludicrous like, speed. thank you, but no. And... Uh, and eventually, they discuss the. Re- he's she. They talk about. He's like. She's like. I'm not gonna get in your car and drive with you hours away. And she, he's like. I don't know. You could be like a Charlie's Angel. This gonna get in my car and beat me up. But I'm willing to take that chance. <laughs> Charlie's Angel. And eventually, she goes with. Welcome him. back to podcast. Charlie's I mean, he's, Angel. He's seen these movies. The you know, American Tourist. You know what makes this movie better? Bill Murray. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. Most movies. Uh, just have Bill Murray like hanging out in the back. I don't think Bill Murray makes buying most some bread or bad. something. You don't think so? Not after like 1992. What about Zombieland? He was awesome Did in Zombieland. He was awesome in Zombieland. Because he died? No, oh, because it was funny. When he shoots, <laughs> he's like, Mr. Murray, Mr. Murray. And he shot him in a shotgun and goes, I think it's Bill now. <laughs> he shot him. Uh, so this is Marcello. He takes her to where he and his family live. His cousin does not have the parts she needs she needs for her uh, chandelier but she and marcello um they do have some hibbity dibbity mm. lots of it no no the, she said something there was a lot there was so much that she grabbed him by the old pinto and said what's this called she said ex- he said exhausted <laughs> <laughs> which means they had a lot of the sex a lot of the sex because she and, was and then he said for about five more minutes because <laughs> <laughs> he's a younger man not much uh, we younger. don't know um, I looked up their ages just because I was curious of how old mm-hmm. she was. How old was she? She was 38 when this was. And how old was he? He was six years younger than that, 32. Mm-hmm. So they were, it wasn't like an, a giant gap or mm-hmm. anything like that. He's but. like, it's too bad you bought a villa in Cortano. And she's like, why? He's like, because it's not in Positano, and I am. And he wants her to come back next weekend. They found a kitten on the beach, which she takes home. And yeah, I wouldn't have took some weird cat, cat home. <laughs> Loser. You know what I do with those stray cats? Is I drop off at Tony's house. <gasps> I was going to say, you know who would take that cat home? Our favorite crazy cat lady, Tony Grosh. <laughs> you know what's the funny part is I'm like, oh, I know you don't want this cat, but this cat's name is Bill Murray. Leave <laughs> oh. Bill now. now. <laughs> so she gets home and she does a little happy dance because she's still got it. And then she sees Catherine in town. Jessica got her groove back. And, uh, and she's like, I got lots of ladybugs. and Catherine's like when are you going to see him again tomorrow but when she goes to leave Patty her very pregnant friend arrives you know what uh, I I gotta say awkward timing (laughs) Patty clam jams her up yep totally she does and, and you wouldn't think a lesbian would clam jam you up, but she does. Well, yeah, Patty's you know like, you, you should go. have still gone and seen him. And she's like, I can't do that. You just flew in. Yeah. <laughs> You're pregnant. Uh, apparently, Grace left her. She decided, or she realized she didn't want to be a mother after all. After five attempts at getting pregnant. She did that to be dreamy, too. She's, you know. mm. And she seems quite pregnant at this point. So it's been seven months or so. Mm-hmm. So uh, she, Patty's going to stay. 
She calls Marcello, and they try to make plans. Not so oh, she not this Italy weekend. Too. Not that weekend. And uh, they make plans for a few weekends out. And then some time goes by in the renovation. Some water starts to drip from a spigot in the hallway. Yeah, that's weird. And then there's also steaming water in the toilet. That seems bad. (laughs) But while they're looking at that, they hear some noises in the bedroom, in Francis' bedroom. And Mm. then they discover that Pavel and Chiara are trying to have some himity Italian sausage. In Francis's bed. He's, no, it's Polish sausage. Or Polish sausage. This sorry. was upsetting. <laughs> Francis is like, I don't even do that in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> this is, if you're going to fuck in your, your quasi-landlady, you, like your boss's house, I guess, the lady paying your bills. Yeah, sure. Don't fuck in her bed. Nah. No. There's she a said there's, there's three bedrooms. Don't fuck in anybody else's house. There's house. a free one. <laughs> I, I get the idea that there's nothing in those other two bedrooms. Well, Patty's staying in one of them now. All right, so don't. There don't. was a bed in there. <laughs> so then we still have one bed. Yeah, at least fucking yeah. Patty's bedroom. There you go. Yeah. Um, but she, so she's like, "What am I, the patron saint of horny teenagers?" And they're like, "We have to be together." And she's like, "No, you don't." <laughs> <laughs> she's not wrong. Yep. Uh, she's very cool about it. And uh, Patty is really cool about it. Patty's like, ah, come on, let them have fun. They, she would have been fine probably if they were doing it in her bed. Oh, uh, maybe she wouldn't have been fine if they were doing it That's in her true, bed. Maybe it's all fun and games till it's your own bed that somebody else is talking <laughs> about. And uh, and they tell her that her that Chiara's father doesn't approve of Pavel because he is not Italian. And uh, he is going to throw the flag in the festival. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) To show him that he can throw the flag as good as any Italian can. But then they also told the father that Chiara was going to the festival with Francis so he wouldn't come. So how is he supposed to see you throw the flag if he doesn't come? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you get a medal. Mm -hmm. But they go to the festival. And Pavel does... Do a good job throwing that flag. And Patty says, these are straight men. In tights. In tights. Throwing flags. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, yeah. it's not weird. I bet you they get all kinds of, you know, they get all that, um, that, that action. That ladies says, love it when you throw the flag. This place is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ladies love it. You know, did it work for you, Mike? I did enjoy the flag throwing. See? I did too. Like it wasn't like a sexual awakening, <laughs> but it was an enjoyable afternoon. I would go to a flag throwing event. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd go. Yeah, I'd wear tights and throw a flag. It looked once you learn how to throw a flag. Yeah, I was like, it looked I like it, learn how to there do was it. probably some skill involved. <laughs> you know how he gets hit in the head? Yeah, that'd be me. Yeah. <laughs> for a second, I, throw a flag and for a second I thought he was going to die. Oh, I Tony said he's dead. <laughs> I thought he was dead. I thought he got like flagpole in the eye yeah. and he was dead. And I don't know why I instantly went a horror movie. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> because at the end, Chiara him. distracts him and he does get hit in the head with that flagpole when it's coming down. Right in the old bean. But he's fine. It knocks him out, but he immediately wakes up and he and Chiara are just kissing all over each other. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's fiction. Yeah. <laughs> In reality, you'd go to the hospital. Yeah, serious damage. Right. I, almost, I, almost, I thought I almost killed a kid one time um, when I was younger. We used to have those those lawn darts, like Ooh, the real lawn yeah, darts. Man. Jarts! And I threw one up in the air, and this little kid ran in to the ring, and it was one of those things that hit him right on the head. Oh, my he, God! And he fell over, and I was like, 
I just killed a fucking kid. And I went over there and he was laying, it was laying right next to him and he was bleeding a little bit, but he was fine. And I was like, oh my God. Because <laughs> those things are serious. You know, they, yeah, they don't do them anymore. That's why they got banned yeah. because you could kill a kid. Like, they got banned because of Tony. For half a second, I was like, I killed this fucking little kid, man. This is it. <sighs> yeah, my dreams all came true. <laughs> I'm kidding. But it, now we know being, why Tony He ended up being yes. fine. He's a janitor. And, you know. <laughs> that story took a oh, turn. Tony. He can so, count to six. Then we cut to Francis helping on Placido's farm again. And this time it looks like they're picking mushrooms. I don't know yeah. what they're doing yeah. this time. And they realize, one of the guys says, hey, Francis, you can see your house your house from here. And she's like, oh, really? And she goes to look and she sees that Marcello is at her house. And he's leaving her house. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, what the heck? She's, and she tries to catch him. Because she wants some of that fine. And she keeps falling each. down the hill. Mm-hmm. She wants that meat lovers. Yeah. She does not catch him, but she no. does get she all does kinds of dirty. Shit. She gets and a snail in her ear. <laughs> yeah. That's it, the grossest and thing. And it stays in for a while. She's mad at Patty. How come you didn't make him stay? And she's like, he said he couldn't stay. She's like, why would he come if he can't stay? Like, how would we have boned down if he couldn't stay for five I feel days? like he was probably <laughs> there for maybe hours. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, he might have been there a while. Like. He did have enough time to write her a note. Or maybe he would have stayed if or she was there. Or maybe he only yeah. came by to say... But he doesn't want to hang out with... I met someone lady. else. Or maybe, maybe he came by to say, I have to go north. Do you want to come for a weekend? <laughs> you might have stopped by and said, hey, I have a date in a few minutes, but, you know, we can. But uh, the note said, he left a note that uh, he had a dream about her and that he's going north for a few weeks. He had a dream about her wearing a white dress. Uh-oh. And they're like, holy shit. And... Uh, and she's like, Patty, how come you didn't, like, fake labor or something at least to make him stay? And she's like, oh, I'm in labor now. And so then they go to Florence and baby Alexandra is born. And then shortly after, the work is done on the house. And they say goodbye to Jersey, Pavel, and uh, other guy. big new. I was like, I wrote his name down. <laughs> <laughs> I like this moment. They take the pictures. pictures. Yeah. But like the oldest camera, how old's that fucking camera? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was in Italy at this time. They had regular cameras. Then. Yeah, but if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> okay. In America, we always want the greatest and the newest. But in a place like Italy where there's history, they don't yeah, they just have this really get cool rid stuff of shit. Digital. <laughs> but uh, now Frances feels alone again. And she goes to see if Patty wants to go into town. But Patty's dancing around with her daughter. And uh, she's like, hmm. So then she, she's like, what am I going to do with myself now? And she gets a delivery, and it's her books from the beginning of the movie, her boxes. Yeah. <laughs> you must have put those on, like, the slowest boat ever. A very long time. Yeah. That yes. must have cost a fortune to ship boxes of books. Yeah. Uh, cheaper for it was boxes of bush. All buds, so no dust. <laughs> boxes it would have been boxes faster. Boxes of bush. But she, uh, she finds a picture of her and her ex-husband in one of the books. And then she's like... Fuck this. I'm going to see Marcello. It's boxes of books. All bestsellers. No duds. Cute. Thanks. And uh, she goes and sees Catherine and she's like, I need you to help me buy a white dress. And then she goes to Positano. I thought she was going to show up in a wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, like, she's she, showing a white dress. This dude's gonna be like, no. <laughs> she stands in the street and she calls up to him and he's like, oh hi, I'm coming he's like, down. I'll come down. Don't yeah. come up. Yeah. And then uh, I was like thinking, I go, I there's the woman up there. I know. It. He's like, I'll be right down. But no, even if she had come yeah. up, I don't think he would have been embarrassed. I don't think so either. Yeah. I mean, he would have introduced her to his new girlfriend. Yeah. He actually does a good job of. Smoothing all out, explaining this, this it. This is, uh, yeah. I don't know, all what, right. was, what was her name? Marie. Yeah. Marie. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, what do you mean, what am I doing here? And then we see that there's a girl up there. And she's like, oh. No, the worst part was he's like, what brings you here? And she's like, what brings me here? Um, yeah, why are you here? And he, she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It was very, I felt bad for her. And he's like, I, I mean... What did you expect, really? <laughs> yeah, it's been months. Yeah, we met it, once, boned down that day, and haven't seen you since. Yeah. I tried. He put. He kept trying, and they kept not meeting. And she's like, "But you wouldn't wait for me." And he's like, Look, "I don't have to." It wasn't it's working. Like, yeah. It was never going to happen. It's like we just met. Um, Long distance. We tried. Voice, he's like, "What we had was beautiful, but we could not come together again." And he so. said, "Psycho hose beast." And no, that he's was Wayne's like, World, there's somebody for you, and you're going to find them, and there's no reason to regret this. I don't regret it. You, you shouldn't regret it. We had something beautiful, but it was over. And so she's crushed, but she goes home, and when she gets back to Cortona, there is a spectacle of Catherine in the fountain in the town square, acting out the part of Sylvia in La Doce Vida by dancing in the fountain. She sees Senor Martini there, and she's like, um, what the heck is going on? And then she's like, well, you know, in the movie, he gets her out of the fountain. And she's like, you should go get her out of the fountain. Which is and another- Michael's <laughs> like, why do I got to get her? Yeah. This is another weird thing. Like, where's this dude's wife? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes and plays the part of the lover that gets her out of the fountain because he's just a good, helpful dude. Where's his wife? <laughs> At least favorite character, kids. his wife. Mm. Trusting that he is a good, helpful dude that's not going to cheat on her. Yeah. I mean, he's at all the parties and all the weddings and all the dinners and everything. And he, I expected his wife is there, too. And his wife never seen. seems to be there. Yeah. I think his wife is there. She's just a tertiary object and is never really important to do anything. I know. She just... Oh. So, Senor Martini gets her out of that fountain and Francis takes her home and puts her to bed. And I would have told her, be like, hey, uh, Francis, you go get her. <laughs> She's like, I thought Francis was going to go get her. She could have. I thought she was going to say, fuck it, and jump in the fountain and dance in the fountain. Because, <laughs> you know, why the fuck not? No, because if you do that, then someone else is going to jump and all of a sudden everybody's in the fountain dancing. Which would have been a good time. And she had a bad day. And sometimes <laughs> when you have a bad day, you just got to dance in a fountain. There are a lot of fountains in Italy. <laughs> That's how Catherine was solving her bad day. Yeah, and she looked like it ended pretty good. Zeus left. And, and she's like, nothing like a fountain and a magnum of champagne to make you feel better. A magnum of champagne's a lot. Yeah, That's what Tony said. <laughs> I said, did she say magnum? <laughs> like, that's a lot of champagne for like, one person to drink. It does Holy answer the question, shit. is she drunk? Yeah. <laughs> if she's not, that's very impressive. And if she drank a whole magnum, she peed in that fountain. I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and probably in the car ride home. <laughs> or Senor <Well>. Martini. <laughs> So, uh, Frances gets home and has a small meltdown, calling herself stupid, yelling. She 
picks up the vase that she brought from the house in San Francisco and throws it on the floor. I know that vase was so she was so important. She took a flower out of it when she was leaving the house, poured the water on the floor, which was kind of baller. I was I like, no, like that's that. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. So, but then she had this thing shipped for you know took yeah. took a year to get over, and she was like, oh, this wonderful vase. Fuck this vase. <laughs> She's pissed off. And uh, and Patty's like. You're back, and she's like, I don't want to talk about it. And she's like, Pavel and Chiara are out in the garden. Chiara's really upset, and she's like, I don't care. And then she goes and has her meltdown, and then she hears them outside, and she kind of watches them a little bit. And then we cut to Pavel asking permission to marry Chiara from her family. And her parents are like, no. Nope. (laughs) No. And, uh, And they're like, you're too young. You don't know what love is. He has nothing. And he's like, I have everything. And it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> and and Francis is there and she's like, but what if this is the real thing? And they're like, that doesn't exist. Yeah. And and she's like, yes, it does. Everybody's and they're like, how do you know? Teenager at some point. I like this, though, where she's like, what about you? Because they've been married. And then the, his wife is like, I hate him 50% of the time. <laughs> Which was very funny. And she's like, happiness is about many about things. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that hurtful. Um, I didn't it, say yeah. It was a joke. Like, no, never. Like, I love you with every fiber of my being. Lighten up, Francis. I have the kind of b- love for you oh, that Pavel has for Chiara. Oh. How dare you? Fictional? Me, of course. <laughs> I want to stab you with my pen. Wow. Oh, man. It's twice. Don't stab Tony uh, with a pen. And then her dad's like, he has Why no not? Family. He sent me this horrible video on Facebook. Uh, did you see the video? No, yeah. he did see me scream and throw my phone. It was awesome. Tony, <laughs> goes, to, um, Tony goes, did you see Carly? the video? And I was like, not yet. And he's like, oh, okay. And then I watched it. And I said, how happy are you that I waited to look at it until I was with you? He was like, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those videos, evidently, where like a little spider or something that jumped at the screen. Yeah. And Elaine threw her phone. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, like, Tony sent me a video. And I was like, that's what I got to say. <laughs> I was like, is it, would it be inappropriate to tell him that to comment on that that I hate him? And John's like, no. And I was like, I hate you, Tony. You'll have to share that on our Facebook page so uh, people can know what we're talking about. Yeah, please do. Um, so Audrey, don't watch that. So, oh, it's probably too late. She probably already did. <gasps> so Placido's like, ben, no, show the kids. No, sorry, Placido's like, he has no family, and Francis says that's not true. He has me. I'm his family. And then we cut to the wedding. So, between Grandma saying, I had a true love, it is real, and her saying, I'm his family. It was funny, because I thought Grandma was going to say my internet boyfriend, but it was Father's father. (laughs) He was a great lover. So, they get married. It's a big old Catholic wedding. Francis crying in the front row like she's the real groom's mom. (laughs) Well, she feels attached. And then the reception is at Francis' house. And while they're there, Senor Martini tells her that she got her wish. From the day of the snake. There's a wedding here. There's a family here. Because Patty and her daughter live here. And she's like, you're right. I got everything I asked for. Just not the way I thought I would get it. (laughs) See, she was being very selfish. So then she takes the drink off to a quiet corner and sits like she needs a moment to herself. And this is where the movie should have ended. And, uh... Nope. Right here, in this chair, she sits down and covers her face (laughs) as if she's exhausted but yet happy because she got everything she ever wished for. Movie over, done. Should have stopped right here. Nope. But that's not what happens. What happens? She is approached by an American man who is a writer who's uh-huh. looking for the American writer who lives here. The one white dude in the entire town. Apparently, she has reviewed one of his books and uh, 
She didn't like it, but apparently this her review was a great bad review that helped him write his second book, and he wanted to meet her. And when he takes a ladybug that was crawling on her off, I her know. Mouth. Oh, that was. Oh. It's kismet. Oh. And, uh, and then they get. And to then talking. a bird shits on her face. <laughs> and then we go back over the the train tracks through the Alps story again, and then we cut. It's Christmas, and we see everyone at Francis's house. Including the writer that she met, Ed, who is Joe her, Whitebread, now her fella. And, yeah, and we uh, don't care. We're like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and at the very <laughs> end, out. water starts really coming out of that spigot in the hallway because her, I guess, her cup runneth over. I don't know. <laughs> I, I could have done without the water spigot, but it probably has. It's probably book symbolism or whatever. Yeah, probably. But they left that they left in maybe, but mm-hmm. they don't. And like this dude, maybe it was in the book. Maybe this is that her husband now. I don't know. I've never read this book. Could be good. You never read this? No. Wow. Okay. Well, you should. Let us know. <laughs> you should read this and let us know. All right. And that's the end. What do you think, Elaine? I think oh. you should have had that. I'm letting you go first. Well, my yeah. favorite. <laughs> my favorite character is Martini. I really like him. He seems like... He's a good dude. He's a good dude. He's so helpful. He's always there. Shocked he was married, but oh well. Um, but I really liked him. Any guy that will come over to your house and check under your bed for snakes is a good dude in my book. My least favorite character is Grace, the lesbian girlfriend who doesn't want to be a mom. Fuck her. After the fifth attempt was the charm of getting I'm, pregnant. I'm sorry. You don't have a baby with someone and then just leave them. That's fucked up. It's yeah. fucked up. This she Fuck her. Um, she did. My favorite scenes are all the ones featuring our fun Polish remodelers. <laughs> My favorite line is when Patty shows up and says, I refuse to screw up your love life. And Francis says, don't be ridiculous, Patty. You are my love life. Because they're like sisters and she loves her. And she would rather be with Patty than go get laid by some handsome Italian man. And I just think it's nice. And my favorite tertiary object is the orange dress that Francis wears at the wedding at the end. It's so pretty, and I wish it was my orange dress. (laughs) (laughs) And I enjoyed this movie. It was good, and I would give it a yay. Okay. All right, what do you think, John? Oh, hey. (laughs) Um, My favorite character is also Martini. Mm-hmm. And for similar reasons, I'm like, he's just a good dude. Mm -hmm. Solid dude. It was going to be Marcello until the end. I'm like, eh. He didn't do anything wrong, but he wasn't around enough. I feel like he was more of a tertiary object. Yeah, he wasn't around enough for me to... Other than that, I'd have picked him. But he, <laughs> um, my least favorite character, I'll have to go with. I really don't have one. I got. I got. Do I have to, do I have to pick one? Yes. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. Her husband. And her husband. <laughs> Ted. That, yeah, yeah. Ted. Fuck Ted. Because you never see it? Ted. Mm-hmm. So, Even yeah. in that picture, it's the back of his head. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I can tell from the back of his head that dude was a douche. Did you, <laughs> did you use the Facebook <laughs> app? Go back listen to our other guys' episode. Um, my favorite scene was the lightning storm where the lightning was striking the washing machine and it was jumping around and there was an owl in there. It was just really weird. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. My favorite line is, um, is a cheer up or I'll have to make love to you and I've never cheated on my wife and I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's everything. Isn't it? I think oh, so. No, I didn't do a tertiary object. Uh-huh. My favorite tertiary object is Italy. Okay. All of it. <laughs> is that it? Okay. <laughs> it counts. It was almost my favorite character. I was gonna pick Italy as my favorite character. I would, I would say it's a character more than a tertiary object. Well, it doesn't but... really do anything. It's just there. So I'm, I'm going with Italy. 
<laughs> oh, and I'll, I'll yay the movie. I mean, it really wasn't my particular brand of vodka. But I enjoyed it because it was in Italy. And I was like, oh, I was there at the same time. I miss it. I want to go back. Okay. I've never been, but I would go. We should go. <laughs> what do you think, Tony? My favorite character was Frances. I like that she stuck up for her friends. Um, my least favorite character was Chiara's mom and dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite line are is, um, what are four walls anyway? They are what they contain. This the house protects the dreamer. I like that. My I favorite. Like that too. My favorite scene is when Francis sticks up for Pavel, like in front of his family. You mm-hmm. know, even though it's, in front of Chiara's family. Maybe in front of Chiara's family. Maybe not the brightest move, but at least she still does it. You know, somebody sticks up for him. Mm-hmm. And my favorite tertiary object was the Lamborghini, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'll give the movie. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good movie. Or it's like Italians are having more fun. <laughs> yeah. They're all just playing on the Lamborghini. Like, look at this thing. Yeah. yeah. If you ever see a Lamborghini, you got to walk over. Check yeah. this thing out. Kind of <laughs> all right. My favorite character is also Francis. Always has been. Although I do love me some martini. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, who doesn't? Come on. It's martini. My least favorite character, I put Rodney. I agree with you that Grace is probably worse, but the dude with the postcards that she tries to help him write them. And then he's just, rude about it? Yeah, he's just rude. Every time he's in the picture, in the scene, he's rude. Yeah. So he bothers me. Um, my favorite scene is Catherine in the fountain up until she falls asleep. I like the conversation they have. Because she's like, are you all right? And she's like, what do you think? Like... It's the only time that you really see her not, like, playing a part for everybody. Yeah. And uh, and they both kind of had the same thing happen to them. And they're just so, they're so different in how they handle it. And I enjoy that scene. My favorite line is, is she drunk? I hope so. <laughs> she drank a magnum of champagne. Because I, I don't know why I've always loved that line. this would be fun. Bring a magnum of champagne home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just look see how much it is. Like, man, you have to drink this. Yeah. One no sitting. One, one and a half liters. One sitting. And my favorite tertiary object is the owl. My second favorite line is when she tells the owl, you're safe here. Just don't fly around because I'll freak me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I will also yay this movie. Of course I will. I love this movie. I kind of figured you would. Did you get four yays? Yes, yes I did. Well, I was know. very interested to see how John would take this. What what he would think because this is one of those slice of life memoir kind of movies, mm-hmm. which sometimes can be really good and sometimes can be really boring. Like I don't know why I care about this person's life, so yeah. I wasn't sure how John would go with it. I'm not gonna lie, this was under the you know the the niece Spanish son, son or yeah under the span. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gave it a yet. The Madrid son. It's, yeah, it's it's just where it is. I'm like oh, I really like it there, <laughs> and made me really hungry. Like I want good Italian food. Well. All right. Well, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Twitter at Podcast on Instagram at Talks, And you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. How do you like this movie? Audrey, you should watch it. <laughs> and give us your notes. There's not really any movies in, Check or out songs that in this movie. Spider video saying it. Ooh. I love this song. <laughs> John Wilson Dean Martin earlier today. Mm-hmm. You should have played uh, on an evening in Roma. But, oh, well. But no. Mambo Italiano works too. <laughs> Join us next week on the podcast for Elaine's pick. It's the first. Uh, it's my first part of a two-parter. Maybe four-part. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, 
hope not. <laughs> going, in, going back to my favorite of genres, sword and sorcery, swords and sandals. What is it? Conan the Barbarian from 1982. Did we do that already? Oh no, that was no. Red Sonia. We did Red Sonia. That's what I was saying. She could do. She did Red Sonia. She can do Conan. She can do Conan Two. She could do the new Conan and Call the Conqueror. Oh no, they're all the same. I do like Call the Conqueror. Know what I'd like to see? Kevin Sorbo. A movie about Krom. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then there's that. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Why'd you pick this song? Because I, I was just looking for songs about Italy. <laughs> and, and I couldn't find any songs about Tuscany specifically. Huh. Hmm. So you went with Mambo Italiano. <laughs> and I'm sure there are songs about Tuscany. Just in my quick Google search, I didn't yep. find it. <laughs> wow. And who doesn't like some Dean Martin? Yeah. My favorite mm-hmm. singer of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody um, assumes it's Frank Sinatra, but it's actually Dean 10. Martin. He's okay. Dean's voice is sexier. Well, that's true. <laughs>